Welcome to church. Thank you for coming. Before I start, I am obliged to take a photo because I have to record who comes to church. <laughs> Not like really, really. <laughs> this is so funny. Because in case MOH wants to find you, yeah, like really. <laughs> we had a briefing last night at 8 o'clock um, by MOH and... Uh, we are actually, as that was very kiasu, our precaution was already at Code Orange before it was at Code Orange. So, uh, thank you for coming. For those who are not here, I think they're at Sengxiong or FairPrice. <laughs> we laugh at Hong Kong. Huh? We are the same. But uh, before we start, I have to spend this morning praying. Uh, if you are willing, turn to the person next to you in groups. I'd pray for the situation we are in right now. Pray for those who are suffering in Singapore, the 33. Pray for those in China, the 8,000 over people, and also the families of those who died. Pray for our frontline workers. There are some who are not here today, not by choice, but because they are right now dealing with the situation. And some have opted not to show up today for fear of spreading uh, potential diseases. So pray for them. Some have not slept very much for the past few weeks. So I pray for the families of those who have families who are suffering and affected. So let's spend the next few minutes in prayer for them.
Well, for those who are new, I don't think there's any today, except for Sister Serene, maybe. Uh, we're not shaking hands, not because we hate you, right? Because we love you. We protect ourselves and protect each other. We won't be shaking hands. Um, and so please remember to wash your hands before food, after food. On that note, today we're trying to control the crowd gathering. So we're going to try and pack bento for as many boxes that we have. So go in, grab a box, and then spread out, don't gather together. And if we run out of those boxes, we're going to control the group going in to get food and coming out. Uh, not So not everybody will rush and just like talk over the food, which we shouldn't be doing anyway. But um, yeah, so, so refrain from talking inside while taking the food. Get your food and then sit, uh, uh, spread out around the place, okay? Uh, and one more thing that I've been asked, this is not to do with the, the hygiene and all that is, There's been an announcement in the bulletin where there's no more receipts. And then people came up to me, Pastor James, is it legal? What are you doing for money? Uh, Just just take note that we are actually one of the last church to still issue receipts for every tithe and offering received. Actually, what has been the practice is has been um, a monthly statement that you can request from the church or the conference and they'll be issued to you as a monthly statement, recycle and all that. But even without that, every six months, the conference does mandatorily uh, issue out a summary of all your givings for the year, and that is what is being audited and uh, tracked by the IRS and all that stuff. So don't worry, we're just moving on and progressing from handwritten receipts to actual uh, computer-generated receipt, which comes in the form of the statement of uh, monthly statement. So if you want to know and you're like, Pastor James, I haven't got my receipts for all my givings to the church. Don't worry, just approach one of the treasury team members and let them know that you want a copy of your statement and they will get it printed out and passed to you. So that's we're going we're gonna to try that starting from this year onwards. We're not going to issue any more receipts uh, for the weekly giving, weekly giving. Any questions, you can come to me or go to anybody in the treasury team and we'll explain further to you. Okay, so to this evening... The church business meeting will still carry on. And so if you can make it, 7.30 be here because we need to get it done uh, and to approve the budget. Because right now, technically, we're we're, we're working on budget that's not been approved, and that's illegal. That is illegal. So we actually have to get it done, uh, approve it, and then we'll move forward from there. Um, So if you can, 7.30 be here this evening. We're still on the theme of the missional church. I actually prepared my sermon, but then in light of what's happened... uh, it's going to be a little bit different from what I prepared. But we've come to the place where the church is going to be at a prominent spot with regardless. For many reasons. The reasons that we are gathering uh, every weekend, uh, the Sunday church, the, Saturday, the Sabbath-keeping Adventist church. All of us are gathering on weekends. And that is people like, you guys are crazy. Why are you still gathering in crowds? And that is a question we need to ask ourselves. Why are we still coming together week after week despite everything? Why are we gathering? So, you know, if you're not sure, in Singapore, your houses are built by Legos. No, I mean like bricks. This is actually a prefabricated toilet, right? They bring this and you can see them being transported on the road sometimes. They bring it and then they lift it up and then they just solder the the thing together and your house is built. So different part of your house is actually pre-made. And that is amazing. Like, people look at that and people come to Singapore. I didn't realize that. A lot of my friends overseas, they want to come to Singapore to visit. I'm like, why? Is it for the food? Is it for crazy rich Asians? Then I know you are known around the world for creative architecture. So if you think Singapore's ugly, the rest of the world don't think so. 
Reservoir thing is really amazing that we, despite, you no, know, the HDB, they're very standardized, but there's a lot of other very creative things that people are trying to do, and people come here for study tours. Architect, architect, architectural school come here for study tours, and they look at our architecture, and they're like, this is amazing. And I'm like, wow, okay. But what is amazing throughout this week, and I think all of you have heard is, is this. Like, they, they're like, China go like, we're going to build a hospital. Oh, how long? Ten days. So this is the aerial photo taken on the 24th of January, and nothing, nothing. There's like ground and a lot of creepy, crawly little worms there. Um, then in six days, they got this. Like, imagine if a HDB was built, huh? Like, you go, you, you ballot, right? You get a HDB flat, they're like, okay, how long is it going to take? Uh, two weeks? You collect your keys in two weeks? <laughs> this would be crazy. They came together, and, and, and of course, it's an extreme situation where they brought in all the equipments they can have and all the people. If you, if you need one thing in China, you won't have a problem, is, is people. All right, so they brought all the construction people together, and in six days, they constructed almost done. And, and if you look at it today, the first um, patient admission was, I think, two days ago. They admitted people. Of course, it's not... Tantoxing or SGH or NUH. No, it's not at that level, but it's still pretty crazy amazing. It took everybody working together tirelessly, 24 hours, all these people working together in order to construct a place that can keep the people who are quarantined and keep trying to keep the whole situation under control. It takes everybody working together. In Singapore, we're now faced with the same situation. Right? This, this whole thing cannot depend on just the government or, or just like us or like the leadership or everybody has to play a part. Like it's really annoying. Like now we realize how annoying it is. It wasn't even a situation before. But now if you go to a hawker center and you're eating and you hear this person coughing and coughing and coughing and coughing and everybody just stare at janitor. <laughs> just kidding. All right, so, but that happened just two days ago. I was eating lunch, and it's like a really hypersensitive time, right? And then this uncle was just coughing his lungs out, and you could see everybody just like. <laughs> and then we were not even sitting at the same table. We're like, share, can, 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 can. Everybody just like, there's like a quarantine section there. And then the uncle didn't even realize. He was, he was like, and then, yeah, and then he looked up, and there was nobody beside him. And like, Come on, man. <laughs> it's just like, Tiffany used to be very, very sensitive to this because she, in Taiwan, face uh, mask wearing is very common. And, and she's like, Singaporeans don't wear masks and they cough all the time into people. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. And then now we, we are coming to that. We're like, yeah, this is really not okay. Not okay. So and it takes everybody working together to prevent this virus from spreading. Like, my friend was, was it's funny but not funny, right? He, he posted on Facebook the other night and he's just like, finally, guys will start washing their hands after they go to the toilet. Like, it takes a virus, like, crazy outbreak for us to take basic hygiene into consideration. And this is supposedly how the coronavirus, novel coronavirus, look like. Um, <laughs> no, Janita's leaving the room. <laughs> like, like, the virus look like, and it's supposing that the how it is supposed to be spreading is, you know, um, you wouldn't see it. It's so small. Right, you can't see it because it's not visible to the eye. I think that's the scariest thing. I didn't know. I didn't know like the virus, the size of the virus is small enough to infect fungus. Like fungus are small. 
this thing is so small, it can infect fungus. It's like, I'm like, wow, this is pretty crazy. And these are things that subtly happen. Like, we can't see it. We can't touch it, you know. But it happens, and it can take away our lives. I think there are many things in this world that is so small, and, and, and we don't think about it. But in fact, the impact, the effect of these things are so big. I think another virus that, that Christians, we have to watch is how we handle and deal with each other, especially in this time. Some of us may not have friends from mainland China, but I have. And you should see how they've been crying on my phone calls to them. They're like, I came back to a country that hates me. You know, they got like, people are looking at them as though they were like lepers. And she got kicked out by her landlord, you know, like, although people say, yeah, it's illegal, you shouldn't do that, but that happens. And other Singaporeans actually, ah, I understand the landlord's perspective. Imagine you on the street. All of a sudden, we segregate ourselves from people from China. They're not one of us. Hey, my grandfather came from China. Like, it brings out who we are. In a time of crisis, who are we? Like, there are people who are sick, who can't buy face masks, so they're not wearing them because they cannot, or they can't find any. There are people who need to give themselves injections, they didn't alcohol swipe, and ran out because people buy to white tables. And a few who just want a, a bowl of Indomie, but he can't, and because everybody bought every box of Indomie available last night. <laughs> But really, this kind of time brings out who we are. You know, the God we worship, the Jesus of the scripture, is not one who ran away from the lepers. In fact, he did the crazy thing. He went looking for them. And he not only saw them, I'm not saying to be unhygienic and put yourself at unnecessary risk. But he was one who would touch them, heal them, go to the children, go to the Samaritan, go to the people that the general public despise, ostracize, push aside. So in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, that's the scripture reading for today, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion that you may give grace to those who hear. This is not a advice. This is Paul saying, do it. If you read the context of this verse, this passage, you say, why do you do it? Because now you are a new being in Christ. You are Christ's representative. You are his follower. And because of that, do this. Be careful in how you act, not because it's gaining you any righteousness brownie points, but do this because it's you 
Why? Because Jesus now lives in you, and that's what Jesus would do. The words you speak, the things you say, don't just say it and say, well, that's who I am. Because you're no longer who you are. You are now Christ living in you. And so the words you speak, watch it. Because you are representing Jesus. So don't let corrupting thoughts. You know what's corruption? Corruption is like the words like acid. It, it, it destroys. And if you do a self-check, and I'm very guilty, I always sugarcoat stuff I say like it's a joke. But jokes can still hurt. Like when things we say, does it make somebody else's life better? And the word the scripture says is you build up this person. Encourage this person. Give positivity into this person's life. The words I speak make everybody else laugh at the expense of someone. Doesn't put somebody down because I personally is not, I'm not used to it. Paul says, watch out, be careful. He doesn't say let's a little bit. He says let no, no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. At least not intentionally. I know all of us would do it. But watch it. You know, what words you speak, does it just, is it criticizing, rebuking all the time, negativity, or is it building somebody up and putting them into a better place? It's interesting. There's a, I mean, we have experts here on, on ch childhood education. And the longest time, like, people are saying, you know, you must discipline the kid. You must say, no, you shouldn't do that. But now it's like, no, 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 no. You can tell them what they should do and not what they should not do. I, I went to the U.S. and I was shopping and I saw this T-shirt I had to buy for Lucas. The T-shirt says, they call me no. Because that's all Lucas knows. I think Lucas, before he knew he was Lucas, he think his name was no. No, 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 Lucas. He thinks his surname is no and his first name is Lucas. I don't know. What are we bringing to people? When they hear that we are Christian, are they surprised? Oh, I didn't know. Because of how we've interacted. Or they go, oh, of course you are Christian. The words you say are affirming, positive, encouraging, especially at a time like this. When the world is in panic, are we also in panic? I'm not saying we shouldn't be worried. But you know who panics? The one who have no hope and no assurance. Are we the same? Do we also have no hope and no assurance? If that's so, then it's time to rethink. Who is Jesus to you? One of my favorite dishes to make is uh, creamy penne carbonara without the bacon. Um, because real carbonara, you need the bacon fat. Um, and, and one of the things that, that I do is, uh, the, the, the key of it is always how much salt. Because salt and cream have a very interesting relationship. So when I was working in, in, the, in the Italian restaurant, I was learning, this was my first dish they asked me to cook. And they, they showed me, and then they always, the thing with chefs, right, or like seasoned cooks, like my grandmother, how much? Enough. A pinch, a sprinkle. What is that? Just some, la, some salt. What is some? It's like the five-degree angle of their fingertip skin with that. I don't know. What is some? Some. 
then I realized, you know, it's never the same. Like, it got to the point where I actually realized that they would change the amount of salt based on the humidity of that day. They don't even do it intentionally. They just do it. Because it's always different. I watch, and it's like always different. I'm like, what do you add more salt today? It feels like it needs more salt. Feel! Cooking is all about emotions, I tell you. So one thing was cooking, uh, adding salt. And so initially, I didn't know that. You know, I'll be, I know you need to like, comp- I, didn't, I also didn't know at that point that bacon is already salty. <laughs> so the basis of the salt, you put bacon, is already all salty and oily and it's really good. And then like, oh, I need to add more salt. And then I eat it. And you finish it because you have to finish it because you can't throw away food. So I'll be like, <laughs> and then throw away, right? But like salt is a very interesting thing. Too little, useless. Too much, horrible. Just nice, beautiful. Colossians chapter 4, 5, 6. I love this. It's easy to remember. Colossians 4, 5, 6. Colossians 4, 5, 6. It says here, encourages followers of Christ. It says, walk in wisdom toward outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. The same word that is in both verses I've shared with you this morning is grace. And I urge you in this time of panic, time of tension, time of anxiety, every decision you make, every word you speak, consider it, is it graceful? Is it giving grace to people? Is it bringing goodness? Then say it. Then do it. Don't pass on fake news and panic. Oh, you should see my WhatsApp. I'm in so many WhatsApp groups you wouldn't believe. And I get spammed last night. Once the CNA news came out from 7.55 to 9.30, I think the world is, is like, we should have just died yesterday. The world ended last night. So many panic messages, lies, blatant rubbish just sent to me about all this happening. And then there was one that was before. I thought it was not real. They, they, they kind of took the photo of Hong Kong and said it was happening in Singapore. And then it really happened. You know, like crazy stuff. Like people like panic buying, causing hysteria. My neighbors went out. I was just telling somebody about it. My, I go here. As soon as the news came out, I heard doors like. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? And then I, I, when they came back, I opened the door. And it was four of them. And they're like. And I'm like, auntie. What's that for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enough, enough. For war. (laughs) There are times we need to watch what we pass on to. May not be words you speak, but maybe the the, the stress, the hysteria, the the craziness you may be causing by passing some stuff on. My mom is guilty. She forwards everything she gets. And I'm like, mom, that's not true. Stop forwarding that thing. We need to look. Is it gracious? Is it helpful? You may be trying genuinely out of a good heart trying to help people, 
But it's no point telling lies that doesn't help people. So be careful because nowadays information is everywhere. You don't know what's real, what's not. If you're not sure, don't pass it on. One of the, the recent interests I have is, uh, is this, this sport. It's really interesting. It's a sport that we used to play when we were young. I, don't, I can't play it. I'm not good enough. Um, but I like to watch it. Like, we used to play this game called Tag, right? You run around and catch people. So um, apparently, there's this, a few months ago, I found that this international competition called World Chase Tag. And so they get the world best parkour people. If you don't know about parkour, parkour is free running. So these people jump off wall like Spider-Man as a, as a sport for fun. And they put them in this confined space and get them to chase each other. Oh, and it's amazing how people can move through bars and space and and they will go through and do different crazy things just to catch each other. It's really exciting. It's, and it's really short. It's like two minutes each, each race. So like if I'm really like, I need some excitement, I just like watch and like, oh! I, like, you know? I think tag is an amazing game that, you know, that's why we as kids love it. We still love it in our hearts today. It's just that our body is so old that we can't play anymore. Uh, but I like watching people play it. And so, so one of the things is that it's the pursuit. So the team take turn. One side will chase. If you don't know tag, Man, you have no childhood, but like, you know, like, you should really play. But like, if you're chasing, uh, catching, Singapore, we call it catching. Right, you know, catching, right? So if you're like, you chase each other, so one team will chase the other team, and then uh, they'll see how many times they can catch the other person. If you're not catch, you can go for one more round, and then the other way, they swaps around, right? And, and I see the guys in their, in their determination of chasing when they're going to start. Like, the guy's like focused, like an eagle looking at his food. He's like, and the way they corner and then they go and pursue. And this determination is what I want to share with you. That the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 14, verse 9. Romans 14, verse 19, sorry. 14, 19. Romans 14, 19 says, So then let us pursue what makes for peace and for mutual upbuilding. Now, if somebody can put in so much dedication to train their body and practice, apparently they interviewed one of the team who was in this world chase tag game, and said, how long do you train every day? He said, I train for eight hours straight. Every single day. And they're like, oh, some of them, of course, are paid and sponsored, but this person say, oh, so you are a sponsored athlete? He say, no, I have a full-time job. So he works, and he's smart. Like, he goes as a delivery man. And so he, he goes, he, 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 he goes in his um, bicycle sometimes, and he's not he'll drive because it's bigger stuff, but then he'll, he'll park further, and then he'll run up to the person's house, and he'll go through obstacles, and he loves delivering in the city because he doesn't take the stairs. He just climbed walls. I'm like, amazing. He said, that's how he trained. But apart from that, when he gets home, he does the actual in, uh, intentional training to train different parts of his body, his arm strength, his leg strength, his jumping power. I'm like, this guy is serious. And that's just for a game. But the Bible is not a game. It's life. And Paul uses, why I, I, I brought that? Because the word in here, the pursue, is that word. That intentional, dedicated chase that we have to put in. And he says, what do you have to pursue? You have to pursue what makes for peace. 
and mutual upbuilding. It's so serious that Paul says this intention of bringing grace to others, building up others in this church, is something we have to pursue. So important. Because it's something that the church should represent. Because when people are doing, especially during this time, they're looking to the church and seeing how, look at how the church responds. Are we freaking out just like them or are we still holding on to the hope that we have in Christ? Are the words we say segregating, ostracizing people or are the words we say uplifting and encouraging? This is the time. And the church have a duty to represent Jesus to the world. It's only February 8th, 2020. So many craziness already happening around the world. I don't think it is just happening. I think the world is changing. And now the church is going to be at a place where the world is asking, okay, is what you say true? Are you really what you say you are? 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 to 11. This is the message the church is tasked to bring. For God has not destined us for wrath. Do not go out there and say to people, you know why these are happening? God's punishing you. That's not. God is not destroying the world to punish humanity. That's not the God I serve, the God I know, the God I love. It's not for wrath. But God's will is that all to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. Such an important point that we very often forget. We're Christian not by what we did, how good we are, how nice a person we are, but by what Jesus did for us by dying for us on the cross, redeeming us. So that what, what, whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. And that's the good news. I think God's church, I believe as that, is already doing it. It's not something that we have not done. But now we need to do it all the more. It's something you're already doing. And, and Paul is saying, I know you're already doing it. Now do it more. Do it with more intent. Because you are the light, the city on a hill that people are going to look at at this time of trouble. They're going to look. We're going to be like a lighthouse in the midst of the storm. Where people are going to look for direction, they're going to look to the lighthouse. Where are we going to point them? Back into the thunderstorm or towards safety in our Lord Jesus Christ? Amen.